lovely cushion header. Oh, This is the Indie Reds Podcast. Yeah. Welcome everyone to the Indie Reds Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Dilling. With me tonight is my lot B buddy, Brian Smith. And that before you, th- let me rephrase that. With me tonight is Mr. Gin and Tonic himself, Brian Smith. Tonight we're going to talk about the off season. We're going to uh, discuss the season as a whole. We're going to preview Norwich, and we're going to talk about our fantasy betting game that that we developed. Um, <laughs> just like it, it's a new little twist to it. So you know, Joe, it's good to be back. It, it's you know the new season is here. We're we're back chatting again. Uh, you know, let's do it. I, I just I'm so glad the season's here. Me too. Um, it's been it just hasn't felt the same recently, and. And I think it probably be just because last season didn't end the way we wanted it to, and a lot of things like that. So I'm just I'm just ready for a new season. So we'll just jump right in. So there's lots of talk. Let's uh, do it. This over the summer about only signing Kanate this off season. So Brian, how do you feel about the lack of transfer activity? Well, on paper, it certainly looks. Is um, though there hasn't been a lot happening. However, we have what a dozen players that are no longer injured. I'm gonna be a little bit silly there, but uh, the number of players we have to choose from now compared to what we had middle of last year, three quarters of the year through the season last year, end of last year. I don't want to say this is a you know brand new team or that we should um, you know completely not be worried about any kind of uh, transfer dollars, but. This is a different team this year as we head into the first match than we saw second half of the year, and certainly in that stretch run that we had to win all those games to make it into the back in the top four. So I've always had tons of trust in, in Klopp and Edwards and the entire team there. I've, I've trusted them for decades now, and, and I'm in this, the same boat this year. So you know, there's been a lot of attention on you know let's spend, let's get some people, and lots of rumors, and you know that can be fun. But the bottom line for me is I trust the team, and I don't feel bad at all about um, the transfer activity. Kanate is fantastic, and I'm just—I think we're going to have a hell of a year. So, um, but there's a lot of talk about the transfer window, Joe. I know it's not over yet, and and uh, what do you think? I don't want to. Maybe yeah. I'm off the mark here, or uh, where are you at? I think you're right, right about the same place, bud. Um, so I, I think about it, and I'm pretty much okay. With... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The transfer window is still open, and you and I are in the same boat. That that has to be some kind of like record here. I've come around, unprecedented. I've I've come around. You know, I'm I'm kind of in that same boat. <laughs> in that you know, just trust Klopp and Edwards. They know what they're doing. Um, and but there's a couple other things I'm I'm looking at too. Like, you know, a lot of people frustrated about or saying, well, what about this money that they got from the Redbird uh, Capital Group? You know, but the thing is, is that they forget that when that was signed, they were very upfront and said, this is going to be reinvested into the club. It's not for transfers. We're not just going to go out and write a blank check for transfers. We're not going to change the way that we operate things. And people forgot that. I mean, they came out and said that specifically. Um, COVID, COVID yeah. really hit the club harder than a lot of people realize. It didn't just hit our pocketbooks. It hit a lot of a lot of soccer clubs pocketbooks some that aren't even around anymore because they couldn't do it anymore because of the covid 
I just sound like a hillbilly there with the COVID, but still, I mean, it's the same <laughs> kind of thing. You know, but a lot of other frustration because people are saying, you know, Jenny is Jenny left on a free and they haven't replaced him. But, you know, I'm kind of under the impression that I've I've got faith in this youth that we have and the existing players on this team. And and to be quite frank with you, the top midfield is the same. It would have been Jordan Henderson, Tiago, and Fabino that when they started in a midfield three, when everybody's healthy and ready to go. And that's what it would have been. And Ginny Winaldo would have been picking up the pieces. So, well, that's a bold statement. Ginny Winaldo has played a ton of matches exactly. over the last couple of years. He might be the most, um, maybe the midfielder we could count on the most as far as fitness-wise. Fitness-wise, yes. But, sure, you know, last season you have to throw out the window. And the only reason, sure. and the only reason we made it to the Champions League final, Brian, was because... It was because Jenny Winaldum was pissed off that he got that he missed the start of the game and came on, didn't listen to um, Pep Linders, and went out and scored two yes. goals right back to back. So that's you're right. That's a great story. I don't know if everybody knows that story, but I'll dabble in it for just a second. So yeah, when Aldum's coming on at halftime in the you know unbelievable Barcelona match at Anfield, I think he comes on for Andy Robertson, if I remember correctly. I think, yeah, and I think Pep Linders is telling him, yeah, do this, do that. You're playing like that. in this role. You know, we need you to do this and, you know, whatever. And it was a little bit conservative, I guess. And when all of them said, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and you know, went out there and and just, you know, the, more, the a couple of the biggest goals in the history of the club, for sure. <laughs> if if it, it wasn't for those two goals, it, 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 we wouldn't have. It, I, I mean, it just. It marked the end for Brazil or Brazil for Barcelona. They pretty much gave up at the, after that, <laughs> and then and then corner taking quickly Origi and yeah, we're through. Yeah, I mean the corner taking quickly is obviously um, just the iconic moment and the the call of of you know Steve Hunter is so freaking iconic at this point and hell, there's T-shirts made of that you know and banners <laughs> and stuff, but and wristbands, you know the the. Oh yeah, hell yeah, wristbands. I I own one. It's upstairs. I'm going to wear it on on Saturday to Union Jack for sure. So, but you know, there's a, a great thing. You know, we're talking about Genie and, and Messi a little bit, and I'll throw in a little PSG thing. There's a great little you know meme or joke or whatever floating around on social media of you know Messi being welcome to PSG and how happy the staff is there. And you know, it's just it's completely facetious and silly, but it's. You know, welcome, Mr. Messi. We're so glad to have you here. We can't wait. No, blah, 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 blah. We'd like to introduce you to some of our your new teammates. Let's go do that. Hey, here's so-and-so. You know, hello, how are you? Hey, Mr. Messi, have you met this guy? Here's Jeannie Winaldo. Do you know him? And <laughs> just, he just kind of cusses in, you know, French or whatever. and kind of walks the other way. So, and Jeannie laughs. Oh, uh-huh. Maybe we'll talk about that in plugs on plugs. But no, definitely. We'll yeah, but you were talking about the midfield, you know, Hendo and, and Tiago and Fabinho. Um, you know, if, if you use a guy, or I'm sorry, if you lose a guy that plays a lot of minutes and you can still put those three guys out there, you're doing pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, so I'm okay there. And at some point, you got to start giving these kids a chance. Uh, that's kind of where I stand on it. But the other thing is, is that I'm not, I'm not 100% sure that Liverpool's done in the market. And Klopp pretty much indicated it the other day as well. Um, it, it, seeing the news reports come out, he kind of hinted at it, I guess. I think what we're going to see is Harry Wilson. Yes, he did. Harry Wilson's already left. Um, I think Shakiri is has one and a half feet out the door. Um, 
rumors today were that he has agreed personal terms with Leon. Um, and uh, yeah, he went he went down to get a takeaway somewhere in uh, you know South Liverpool, and he asked for some escargot to you know to take <laughs> home. So, and uh, I mean, they're still talking about Origi leaving, but uh, I, I've also read that nobody's asking about Origi. <laughs> I think Wolves did. But they, but they were they. It was a low ball bill, um, a low ball offer. At least that was the reports or whatever. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bishop's tar tried to get him, but he's not eligible. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so you know, but but the other thing that I've really been happy with about this off season is is the club looking to lock in these the the key players into long term contracts. You know, Alison Becker signs a new contract. Fabino signs a new contract. Um, the reports are saying that Virgil and, and Mosala are up very soon. They're probably next on the list. But Brian, I want to yep. take, I want to get your opinion on the Jordan Henderson contract situation. So, for those of you that aren't aware, I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this is, but. Um, Right about the time that England lost in the final of the Euros, uh, maybe a couple days later, it came out that Jordan Henderson uh, could be available next summer on a free transfer. So there's a lot of speculation on who leaked it. Was it uh, was it Jordan's agent? Was it the club? Was it um, you know somebody just making up something? Um, Jordan hasn't really come out and refuted it and said and said anything on the contrary. Uh, he showed up and he's doing his part and he's looking like a captain that we know he is and the, the captain that we love. But Brian, do you think there's any weight to it? Do you think there's a possibility that Jordan tra- Jordan Henderson leaves on a free transfer? Well, I, I think it's possible. I, I would never rule anything out at all. And and just to back up one step, you're talking about contracts and I started to go backwards on you, but Trent Alexander-Arnold just signed a contract That's saying, right. yep, I I'm going to be the captain one. someday. <laughs> yeah, and he probably much. wrote that right next to his damn name. So, Well, well speaking um, of Trent but, for a second, did you see what he said today? He came out and said that. Uh, what Trent um, said today? Yeah. I did not. No, he, go ahead. He said, uh, look, jo- jo- when I came up, Jordan Henderson, um, just led by example, was a great leader. Um, it's my responsibility to do that to guys like Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones. Just shows the class <laughs> of Trent Alexander-Arnold right there. Yeah, and what is he now? Twenty three? Or, or I mean, uh, I, you know, I think it's twenty one, maybe twenty two. I, I don't know. I, we need Bo back on here. He would know his actual <laughs> year and number of days and hours. You mean, I'd you love, mean, love him for that. Bo, Google back. Google Bo back. <laughs> Google Bo back. Bo back search Valian. Yeah. So uh, ask sorry, geez, I'm kind of sideways there. <laughs> ask. There you go. I love the guy. I can't wait to see him on Saturday. Um, I, had, I saw him a couple weeks ago at a tailgate at Indy 11. But anyway, hey, Bo backs up. Um, but to, to get back to Hendo, it, it's it's certainly possible that he does go. I mean, it, it, he's he's not young anymore. He's still an, absolutely a very, very important player, obviously. Captain of the club and has achieved some incredible things with you know, European Cups and the first Premier League in, in a long, long, long time, as we know. So, you know, it's it's kind of strange that it was kind of leaked out there. He didn't refute it. The club didn't refute it. No, I think that's both their styles, both Hendo's and the clubs, not to get involved in that kind of stuff. You know, this is not a, a kind of back page tabloid nonsense kind of club like you would see in, you know, Europe and Barcelona and, 
you know, Madrid and sometimes in Italy and all that kind of stuff. There's plenty of tabloids and back page nonsense in England for sure. But I'm not surprised that Hendo and the club didn't really comment on it. And wherever it came from, I'm not terribly concerned whether, you know, if, if Hendo's agent leaked it, hey, you know what? I have no problem with that. Yeah. If it was just nonsense and it got some legs and ran with it and then no one said anything, meaning Hendo and the club didn't say anything, I've got no problem with that either. So, you know, you I know need some to go folks back. on social media had some fun with it, but could he leave on a free? It's possible. Do I hope that he does leave? No, I, I don't. But I, I, do, I don't think he's going to be the starting midfielder for Liverpool, even if he stays, you know, two or three years from now. Um, he's not a young guy anymore. So am I off the mark here or where are you at? On no, that? I need to correct myself because it's not next summer. It's a summer after next. We still have two years left on Jordan Henderson's contract. So there's lots yeah. of time to yeah, get it done. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that expire at the same time. Now, a couple of them have resigned. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and yeah so two two summers from now, if things continue the way they are now, what do you think is going to happen? I think, I think he's going to stay. I, I think they overall the club um, will come around and they'll convince him. Uh, we'll get him to come around. Let me rephrase that. Uh, to to take to take a, a different deal. He's there. All he has to do is bring up, hey, look at Steven. We we really didn't like the way that that Steven Gerrard left. It left a bad taste in our mouth. I mean, yeah, he only had one season left, but I mean, he was here for such a long time. It's for academy player and all of that. I mean, granted, Jordan wasn't, but um, you know, if he doesn't have ambition to go to really to like go back to go back to Sunderland you know, where it all started. Like I, I have in my mind this mystical thing. James Milner is going to spend a season at Leeds, but I don't think he's going to, by the way. Now I've changed my mind. Maybe when he, maybe he was like 47 or 48 and he's still winning, winning the lactate test. <laughs> he'll, he'll play for Leeds when he's 48. But, but I, I think, I think it all kind of depends a little bit on what Jordan sees as his future. Um, does he want to go play somewhere else? Um, if he wants to go to like America and play, or does he want to go to China and play? Uh, or does he want to stick around Liverpool and become a coach? Or does he want to go back to Sutherland when he retires as a coach and coach in their youth academy? Or does he want to just say, "Meh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull away from football and just kind of take it easy." You know, it, it's all yet to yeah, be seen. You know, I think a lot go, of that has to go be, be a pundit. Go be a pundit. Who knows? I don't think he'd be a good pundit. He seems a little dry at times. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he would either. He's not the most outspoken guy, but you can certainly understand him a little bit easier than you can understand Carragher. That's for sure. I don't have a. I don't have a problem understanding Carragher because I've been listening to these scousers for you know more than twenty years now, following this team. But yeah, to you know, to, you make a good point there, and I think the analogy to Gerard uh, could even go another level where. You know, this team that Jordan is on right now has achieved things that Gerard's team, you know, could only dream of. You know, back-to-back Champions League finals and a, a Europa League final before that, and a Premier League title. You know, after winning one of those Champions Leagues, so you know, Gerard's teams did some great things. You know, Istanbul and, and you know FA Cups and all that kind of good stuff. But Henderson's on a team that is um, poised to continue some. <laughs> just incredible results and have a chance to do all kinds of special things. Stevie didn't really have that. So, or at least had that on a much, much smaller scale than what Henderson has. So you may be right. Maybe he hangs around. So I don't, I'm probably less of a Henderson has to start every match guy than most people that we hang out with. Um, And maybe that's just a, a personal flaw of mine. 
but um, it, it burned, you know, maybe we get I to that when we talk about starting lineups. But I think we're kind of. I in the believe same boat, I don't. Dis- I don't dislike the guy. Don't get me wrong, but not even close. He's terrific. But but let's 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 call a spade a spade. He's he's at that magic thirty mark where players start to decline, and then there are people saying, "Oh, yeah. well, look at look at Ronaldo, look at at Messi. You know, they're playing. They're old, they're thirty four. Yeah. And blah, blah, or even blah. a player the thing that, is, is that they're quite well, Zabi Alonso, maybe Zabi Alonso. Yeah, but Zabi you know, Alonso, those types, yeah. Zabi Alonso even had a decline. Um, and, and whether people sure admit it sure or did. not, Messi has had some decline as well. And Ronaldo doesn't play the same as he used to. He's pretty much just there yeah. as a glory hunter and, and bag cheap shot goals. Sorry, I'm not a Ronaldo <laughs> fan. But <laughs> again, call spade a spade. But um, but you know, Brian, Chris, kinda... Cristiano Ibrahimovic. <laughs> oh shoot! Okay, well, anyway, you no, know, it's like, it's like old times. I'm just throwing shit in there on you. <laughs> you you uh, you did you did touch on on one spot, you know that that we we a lot of people just forget we have a very good team still, even without Jenny Norman, yeah. even without bringing somebody in. We have a very good team. Yes, Dejan Lovren left last year, um, last season, and they didn't really replace him. But you know what? Kanate's better. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Speaking and as of much of a mess we had last year and all the stuff they had to overcome and playing, what, four different midfielders at center back at, at one point? Mm-hmm. At Hendo back there, you had Fabinho back there. <sighs> Tiago never really went back there, but... Hell, we had Nat Phillips and Reese Williams during the run-in where we absolutely had to win all those games in a row. What a colossal mess last year it was looking back. And they still finished third. Still finished third. <laughs> final day. Still finished, finished third. third. But yeah. <laughs> Came out of the final day. And, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, they were it was down to the final day. You're right, but they they pulled it off. Hell, they were just a couple of goals in the middle of the season, or maybe another goal at the beginning of the year to turn a draw into a win. They were two or three goals away from finishing second, even with that giant mess that we had to go through next last year. So, you know, yeah, it's hindsight. Yes, I'm kind of, you know, cherry picking goal here, goal there. But to pull that off and still finish third with being within a shout for second, with everything they went through, you're absolutely right on the money. This team is ready to, to, to go for something special again. And Henderson can see that for sure. And, I don't think he's going to sign a you know three or four or five year deal because the club won't offer that. But he may do a one or two year extension, and I think that would make ninety nine percent of the Liverpool supporters on the planet very happy. I think a lot of it depends on. I think the problem. So I think the the club's goal right now is let's let's lock up Mane, let's lock up Virgil, let's lock up Salah. We've got the other those other three. They're they're where we want them right now. You know, then maybe January. Let's see. Let's start talking to Jordan again in January. See how he feels because he is at that magic thirty age. You know, maybe he maybe he picks up a, a. Hopefully he doesn't, but maybe in the first month of the season he picks up a knock, and and then they're like, "Look, Jordan, this you're, it's it's hard to bounce back from this. We want to keep you at the club if this is what we're doing, but you've got to understand where we're coming from on it." And I'm not a master negotiator, especially when it comes to contracts like that. But I think Jordan is, it, and above all else, I think he's a realist. He's trying to do what's best for him to set up for his family. 
but I think that he's going to, that at some point he's going to evaluate it himself and say, look, I don't have another five years, you know, at the top level, where do I want to get to? You know, we're halfway through this season and I already feel like I've been hit by a Mack truck. You know, do I want to keep doing this for five more years? You know, I don't think, I, I honestly don't think he's retiring at the end of his contract. But maybe no. a two-year extension, you know, or or a year extension with a second-year option, um, something like that. I don't know if they do that. But that's yeah. that's more of an American sport thing, the option, the contract option. But yeah, I think that's kind of where it's going. Uh, I hadn't really planned on talking this long on Jordan Henderson, but you know, hey, it's, it's no, there. you're <laughs> it's you're, you're no, you're right. I think you're right on the money. He did not obviously he didn't play the whole year last year because he got hurt. So if he if he makes it through this year, uh, healthy, you know, you know, misses an odd game here or there, maybe rest a little bit for this game, that game, cup game, whatever. Uh, if he makes it through the year and, and uh, doesn't have any significant amount of lost time, then you're right that the discussions will be open. And if he misses a bunch of games like he did last year, then that's going to affect those discussions for sure. So you're right on the money. All right. At least I agree with you anyway. Well, we kind of hinted it a little bit about it, but let's talk about this season as a whole. So Brian, how, how do you feel the team looks heading into the season? Well, they're going to wear red at home. That's not what I'm talking about. Is that what about, you mean? You turd. Oh, oh. <laughs> Tanate is tall. I know that. <laughs> um, no, I'm, jet, I'm messing with you again. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard not to just sit here and, and not be absolutely like bouncing off the walls with excitement. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that multiple times – in the middle of the workday, in the last couple of weeks, I've been c- completely distracted and, you know, go down the rabbit hole thinking about things and grab a piece of paper and, you know, jot down a formation and a lineup and depth charts. And you know, I'm not doing it for hours and hours and hours, but, you know, if I'm going to step away for 10 minutes and kind of, you know, get some more coffee or whatever and kind of, you know, do something else for 10 minutes and then start up again. Oh, I've done that many, many, many times. I think the last handful does. of weeks. So <laughs> are you doing the same thing? I mean, I don't think I mean, mine might not be, this, might, so, not, you know. might not be oh, my boss. They don't care. I'm the hours I'm working already is ridiculous. So they, they don't care. Um, if I, walk <laughs> away, if I walk away for 10, 15 minutes, they don't give a crap because my stuff's done. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the, 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 President, the owner of our company, is the office adjacent next, you know, adjacent to me. So, um, yeah, so I'm a little bit closer to well, to the individuals I report to than you are. So, um, but that's okay. I've, no, still, <laughs> I've still got the LFC and the scarf on the wall in my office, and the Jurgen Klopp sign ball and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for the season, and, and you know, to try to, it's hard to wrap this excitement up into a neat little ball, and I'm not. I'm not good at being, you know, anything other than long-winded, so sorry. But if I can try to do this, we have so many more players available now than than we had for, what, three quarters of the year last year. Mm -hmm. We actually have our pick of of legitimate center backs that are fit and ready to go, or at least very, very close to fit. We have a new center back that looks unbelievable, and he's – about the same age as my daughter, which, you know, is pretty damn young. <laughs> We've got more midfielders available than ever before. We've got, you know, Jota ready to go after a terrific summer and the front three ready to go as well. We've got Adrian on a new contract. We got Trent signed and ready to go for a long way, for a long time. 
Hell, you know, Rabo Zappot Samikas has been looking has been looking damn good the last mm-hmm. couple of games. Uh, and some of these pundits are still picking us like third and fourth in nonsense. Uh, I'm very, very excited for the season and not to get into kind of details and finishing, but I, I I'm as excited about this season right now as I have been probably at the beginning of the last three, four, five, six seasons. So maybe I'm uh, in the minority there, but um, we haven't really talked about it. Joe, what are your initial thoughts on, you know, what are you feeling right now? I guess is oh, my question. I'm, I'm pumped, dude. I am really excited. I think the preseason went exactly as we needed it to. Um, seeing things coming out. Of, one of the big things I, I struggled with last year was Sadio Mane didn't look right. Um, there was just something with, I don't know if he was trying too hard, trying to overcompensate, um, just wasn't right mentally. But uh, he, he said today or the other day, you know, that he is 100% there and ready for it and excited about the season. And he's in a great space mentally and physically. So I think, I'm, I think we're going to see a lot from Sadio this season. Um, I think a lot more than we did last year. Bobby's looking good from when he's when he's been on making great runs again. Um, I think, but, I, but that's yeah. He scored a couple thing. of goals the other day. A couple of goals a some game off the ball. bench. Yeah, I think Taki's looking good. Um, I think he's he going to be a good off the bench guy for us, um, and maybe play some of those some of those early round games. Maybe even a if we have a if we have a game in against Red Star Belgrade, he's going to play start that match or something like that uh, in the Champions League. Uh, I think you can see some of that stuff going on. So I'm really excited for this team this year. Um, Harvey Elliott looks like he put in a good shift and uh, or his his time in the championship last year paid off and he's and he's doing the right things, saying the right things. I think he's he's mentally there too. Kids kids got kids got a lot of potential. I'm I think he. Th- th- you know, we'll just say it this way. I think he's going to be a breakout star this season. You disagree with me. We mentioned it earlier. So who do you think is going to be a breakout star this season? Well, I, I would love it to – well, let me rephrase this. If it's Elliott in the league, then we've had some injuries, I think. Now, he'll play some league games. There's no doubt about it. But he's still, what, 17? So yeah. if, if he has an unbelievable breakout season in the league, then I, I think something's kind of gone wrong. If he – we have a deep, deep cup run, and he goes berserk in the FA Cup, League Cup, whatever it is. Then I'll love that, and he can play, you know, league matches. Of course, he can play some, and he can fill in for some injured people. Uh, but I don't think he's going to start more than a dozen games this year in all competitions. So, you know, don't get me wrong; he he can have a brilliant ten minutes in. May have everybody go, what the hell? This dude is that young? And, and it's exciting to see. Um, but I don't know if I would call him the breakout star. Um, and, and I guess maybe I'm being a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe taking the easy way out. But, but let's, I, let's I think maybe, Brian, Brian, I, think I think Keita, Keita might go unbelievable here this year is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But let, I'd be. But maybe, that is, a, that, maybe that is a breakout. You know, that's a bit. It's a bit of a uh, easy answer for me, you know. I'd be ecstatic with a Phil Foden year from last year. With Harvey, for Elliot, Harvey Elliot, yep. Do uh, you think he'll play that much? If he, I think he, I think he has a potential to. I, I think he might. Well, and this is just me speculating. He might have jumped Ox on the depth chart with his play in preseason. You know that that's. Yep, that's a good point. So I, I think there's a lot of people that think, uh, you know, this 
Saturday against Norwich, and some people will will be um, you know listening to this maybe after the matches. We're talking kind of so so much kind of season recap stuff. It, it I think those two are kind of fifty fifty. Who's going to start on Saturday? Uh, Henderson, we'll, I don't we'll believe is about, ready. We're going to talk about that when we talk about Norwich, Brian. I'm I'm geared up. All right, then. All right. Um, so you're picking Harvey as a breakout star. I'm going to, uh, you know, Nabby's is kind of an easy pick. I think he's so I feel a little bit again, bad Brian. talking about that one. But um, I, I, I honestly, I think he's going to think of another it? injury. Nabby, I, it's just his track record. You know what? Shut up, I, I Joe. Don't, I don't want him to. Believe Joe, me, I, I, don't want I, know, to. I know where you live, Joe. I'm going to come over there. How? Are you going to walk? Sorry. That was low. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll probably be in your vehicle on Saturday um, as we go down to a match. I'm going to do something. So. Don't spit on my king, though. Uh, you know what? You're right. Nabby has a um, a record, at least in Liverpool shirt, of you know not being able to stay fit. So um, he's had a spectacular preseason, and I hope that continues. I still think the guy is um, a, a terrific player with an, a skill set that is – so good. We haven't seen it all yet. So, you know, possession and dribbling past people and winning some tackles more so than a guy his size and a guy that his that plays his position would, would do. I don't think he's going to go out there and score 10 goals, but he could have more assists than we've ever seen before, more influences on games we've ever seen before. Of course, that means he has to stay fit to do that. So if you allow me to have Nabby as a breakout player, I'm going to take it. And your pick of Elliott is a damn good one. Yeah, I... I... I, I know I'm a I'm a Curtis Jones stan, um, but I he I think he's going to struggle to get game time. Um, that that's me. I think he's going to yeah, yeah the you're clips. right. You're right. And if he if he is a breakout player, I think that like you said something's gone wrong. Um, so yeah, I'm well, I'm picking you. Nabby. You can call me Bobak if you want because they Bobak's a big Nabby guy. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he like when he signed? Didn't Bobak buy the uh, buy a kit with his name on it? <laughs> oh yeah, Bobak bought the Akita kit, which is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Shows up at, at UJ's with it, and I don't think we'd even played the first league game yet. <laughs> so yeah, I mean you know, yeah, I, I love it. And I I do like Nappy. I can't wait for him to have a healthy season because I. I think he has a chance to blow some people away. So I'm not going to. Hopefully that. Hopefully that happens. All right. So, um, what do you want the club to achieve realistically this season? And this is not. Yeah. No. No. Just overall. What do you think? Overall. Well, I, I was listening to, um, you know, one of our uh, competitors that have a podcast, you know, maybe on Merseyside. So <laughs> we'll just call it that. And I, and I heard. Um, that was Paul Mason's dad. What's his name? John. Uh, he predicted the league and the Champions League look double. I'm like, holy shit. So, uh, I mean, it, it's uh, – and that kind of begs an interesting question. Would you prefer the Premier League or the Champions League? I I, I would take either one of the two, of course. Um, and I'd be happy with one of those two. I'd prefer the league, obviously, and – or not obviously, but I would prefer the league uh, – Premier League champions, and I think they have a team. We definitely have a team that can do that, as long as we stay healthy and perform, you know, as good as we can, and and you know, Klopp gets the lads going and all that stuff. We have a team that can win the Premier League, so that is my main focus. That's what I want to have happen. I think we have a chance to do that. I think it's going to be between us and City, regardless of all these 
you know, pundits and amateur pundits and, and, you know, social media idiots saying, you know, third, fourth and all. I saw a fifth prediction the other day, which is nonsense. This team, you know, had like four guys that can, you know, play 90 minutes last year and had 30 different guys at center back, wherever the hell it was, and still finished third. So if they can stay healthy, this team can win the Premier League. That's what I'm hoping for. And anything else beyond that is just, you know, gravy to me or just, you know, cherry on the top of the cake. I, I, I'll take whatever. But I want the Premier League. I think they can do it. If they stay healthy, I'm predicting first. I'm with you. Surprisingly enough, I, I, yes. I, I, I think that City is, is going to struggle this year. Not in the league as much. Whoa! I think if they signed Jack Grealish. They're probably going to get Harry Kane, but I think they think gonna... they're going to still get Kane. I do. Yeah. Has he showed up to training wow. yet? Um, I don't know. You know, I haven't showed. I don't. I actually don't even know. I can run upstairs and ask Emily. And she can ask Anthony. He'll know. <laughs> but but I mean, he's he's pretty far away, so he won't answer. <laughs> but but no, I, I seriously, I'm thinking that. Uh, personally, that that's I just think I think Tottenham's going to fall off completely, especially if Harry Kane leaves. And yeah, they have Hong Min Son, but he can't do everything. Um, no. Uh, but 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 going back a bit more, I, I think City's actually mainly going to focus on the Champions League this year. I know that's not Pep style, but I just have a feeling that with the way they're set, and I think there's going to be some guys on that on that City team that are a little peeved, and they're going to not be happy, um, especially if their playing time decreases. I'm looking right at Ilkay Gundogan because um, I just don't, I'm trying to figure out how that midfield works with, <laughs> with, uh, with Kevin De Bruyne, Jack Grealish, Gundogan. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, that's it. That's interesting. I think some players in their defense overperformed last year. Um, and, and I don't think Ederson's that good personally. That's me. I think Allison's like five times the keeper. I couldn't believe they they started Ederson over him in the in the Copa America final. Yeah, that is really kind of strange how he plays more than Allison for. I don't get that, but you know, I as you were talking about that, you know, I just kind of pulled up City's um, fixture list on on my uh, phone here. It's sitting next to me, so they. I didn't really thought about this. You might be right. They play Spurs. Norwich, Arsenal, Leicester, Southampton, Chelsea, and then us. So that is, again, their first, what, was that one, two, three, four, five, six games? They do not have an easy start. Now, obviously, that's just a start, and they can turn that around and go berserk, and, you know, they could win 10 games in a row as, as easily as anybody in this league, maybe more so. Maybe they struggle in the beginning, to your point. Maybe, I mean, Pep has a lot of issues. Who plays, who plays how much? Who starts? Who's off the bench? Who gets pissed off? Who doesn't? He's got a big juggling act to deal with, and an overpriced Jack Grealish, in my opinion. So I like Jack. I would Grealish love a lot, it. But I would love it million. if they they struggle in the beginning, and then you know who knows what happens. So I like Jack Grealish a lot, but a hundred million, Brian. Seriously. Oh, that's unbelievable. I. It's 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 just them flexing their muscle and saying "f you" to financial fair play. I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah, that is. And and he's, you know, th- there's always been speculation that a, a, a top-tier English player, you know, you have to play pay a lot more for him if you're a club in England. That's just another example of that. 
if if he was from Bulgaria, he's you know forty five million or whatever. And I'm not saying he's not a bad player; he's an exceptional player. But a hundred million? No, thank you. I mean, you, you look at what we paid for Robertson and Sala and <laughs> Allison and Virgil. It's less than Jack Grealish and Fabino and Tiago and <laughs> yeah, Fabino, Tiago and me and you. I mean, fair, fair enough. Tiago was a free transfer, but still. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's all right. But yeah, the Grealish for 100 million is ridiculous. So, and, and sorry to focus on City's um, schedule so much, oh, we, but I, I looked to. at the, uh, I mean, went we, to the bottom of the schedule here. If we're not ahead of them, I, I want to be ahead of them with a handful of games to go because they finish uh, Wolves, Watfords, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, Villa. That's a pretty easy run in. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see how Spurs do this year with uh, with the new manager, um, I, Nuno Spirito Santos, if I'm saying that correctly, yep. probably not. Um, We're going to say yes. That's one of my interesting, uh, my, what I'm interested in. Um, interested in how, we'll talk about him in a minute, but jo- Joshua Sargent from St. Louis, Missouri uh, does. Yes, he Norwich. is. Scott Gallagher legend. Scott Gallagher legend. And uh, the, the American Ginge, um, <laughs> uh, but then you know, also, also, I, I, I forget about this when we do this prediction, but we're gonna lose Sadio Mane and and, and Mohamed Salah for a good chunk of January, uh, most likely in, yeah. into February with Africa Cup of Nations. Um, <clears throat> Maybe they'll, get, maybe they'll get the back flu and they'll have to stay home. <laughs> I doubt it. Those boys both love playing for their country. Um, yeah, yeah they so do. I don't see that. And happening. you know what? I, I, we can't hold that against them. But, yeah, you were talking about how that's going to impact the year. But but I, I, think, I think that Klopp has that in mind, and that's why you're seeing a more Diogo Jota. Um, and you'll probably – I, I think you'll see more Diogo Jota uh, throughout the whole uh, season. Um, yeah. Well, well, I think I think Jota is was brought on to be Bobby's replacement. Um, as Bobby ages, um, the past couple seasons, no matter what anybody says, in my mind, he he hasn't had it like he used to. He's kind of taken dropped off a little bit, but then saying that and then watching yeah, he has this week. He's been fabulous um, since he came back from yes. international duty. So. You know, I, that that I, I almost I almost picked him as the breakout player because I think he's going to have an exceptional year, but you know he, he's not in the in the category for a eligible <laughs> player to be called breakout. But <laughs> to your point, he hasn't done well, and Jota is a damn good replacement, isn't he? Yeah, and I mean, and if Harvey Elliott plays some of those matches in there too, um, he can play. He's uh, Klopp's recently moved him back to midfield, but then you've got Ox and you've got Harvey Elliott playing in there, so I think we're okay. I think we. I, if we do bring somebody in, I think it'll be more of a hybrid player, someone that can play in that kind of attacking midfield. Um, like if they play a, a triangle midfield, you know, like that Klopp has done before, where they have the front three and then they have the uh, the more attacking minded midfielder and then two more defensive ish um, midfielders. Yeah. Uh, I, I see that's kind of the position they're looking for. Um, that yeah. kind of sets your time to shine, but um, but I think that. I think we'll be okay. Um, I, I didn't really look at the January schedule 
at this time, I, I'm sure we play one of the Manchester clubs because we always do. <laughs> 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 and I, and I yeah, we, we certainly seem to, don't we? So January for us, or maybe Christmas time for us, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because African Cup of Nations usually starts so, right for the first of the year, right? Yeah, so, um, so I have it up here. So you kind of talked about the middle to the end of December. So 18th of December, we have Spurs. Uh, Boxing Day, we have Leeds. Two days later, we have Leicester on the 28th. Shit. And then three days after that, we have Chelsea on the 1st. And then Brentford on the 15th of January. And we finish January uh, with Palace. So, so just to kind of recap that, so Spurs, in Leeds, Leicester, Chelsea, Brentford. And that goes from middle of December to January 15th. I, I, I'm curious when they go because I really want them for that Chelsea match. Um, I'm still not sold on Chelsea's defense. <laughs> Let's be honest. I, that I'll just that, that's just the way I, I feel. I'm not sold on Rudiger. I think they rely too heavy on him. Um, Kepa stopped some amazing penalties in the shootout, but he has been lackluster. Yeah, um, he won't. He won't even start. Mendy's going to start for them. Yeah. Is my my guess. But but it, it, yeah, it, there won't be too many penalty shootouts in the Premier League. If there are, they'll shootout in the Premier League. They'll bring. Uh, Kepa on, but I think Chelsea <laughs> is a top four team for sure. But I think they're behind us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Especially the I, mean, I, I mean, I, let's let's just yeah. be honest. Roman Lukaku yeah. signed today. Um, it's been rumored for a little bit. He's he's not anything to slouch about. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not completely sold that he's their answer. He's, but no, he's not. He's 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 Emil Heskey with a cooler name. <laughs> no, he's 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 better he's better than that for sure. But you're they're, right. They're he's, different he's style not the players. He's he different he style players. I'm sorry. Heskey, Heskey was the yeah. hold up the ball guy and find a pass. He set up Michael <laughs> Owen for so many goals. Michael Owen. He did. Michael Owen owes his golden boot <laughs> to Emil Heskey. <laughs> Uh, oh, did he? Well, Ballondor. I think he won the Ballondor, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm sorry. I, I should that's know what that, I meant. I said but... Golden Boot, but I meant Ballondor. Well, no, he won the Golden Boot in the Premier League, if I remember correctly. But yeah, the the um, Golden Boot and the Ballondor, which is if Jim was on, he'd tell us that means Golden Ball in French, and yep. he'd be right. So, so, um, but you know, I, I picked Liverpool to finish first, and I yeah, I threw a couple caveats in there about being healthy and this and that, but. I'm going to stick with the first, and I imagine you're probably going to do something similar. So I'm going to throw it over to you as far as uh, oh, I predictions. Said, I, I, didn't really give, I didn't really give you a chance to do that, did you? Oh, I'm staying first. Um, what? I, but but on top yes. of winning the league, I really want to get a club. I want to really want to get a domestic trophy. It's one of those things that we haven't seen in a while, and I'd like to see one. Um, I think the the Carabao Cup. So you want league, league Cup or FA Cup? I think we'll go FA. Well, Cup League Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever. I think League Cup FA, is. Huh? I think I think League Cups out of uh, off the car off the table with Africa Cup of Nations because when you're starting to get into those final stages, um, you want your your they tend to start playing the best players, and um, and our two strikers are going to be uh, <laughs> our two <laughs> two of our best players are going to be in Africa, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll probably take a formation formation change to overcome that. So, you know, Bobby stays there. Maybe Jota's wider and and Elliot's up there. You know, who who knows? But, um, yeah, FA Cup is certainly more um, prestigious and and more exciting and more interesting. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and, I mean, 
naturally I'd want the Carabao Cup. I want the League Cup because it, it's done in January. And and then the FA Cup takes you takes your, your players away from a run a good run in the Champions League. Um on paper. It hasn't for City <laughs> it didn't for City last year, but um No. But still, I, I just kinda like I kinda like to think of it that way, I guess. So No, that that's I think a lot of people would agree with you. So I'd love a, a domestic cup run. They're fun. Just because we haven't won they, one. They allow while. some they allow some players that don't play as many minutes in the Premier League to get on the big skit stage and show what they've got. And and it gives the Scousers a trip you know, to Wembley and boot to boo the Queen. <laughs> to boo the Queen. <laughs> oh goodness me! <laughs> you know they're they're Scouts, they not do? English, right? They, yeah, exactly. But they do. Like the last time they played well, at Wembley, aren't, they, they, aren't they, they booing the Tories most of the, more so than the booing the Queen? Pretty much. I mean, hell, it, it's pretty much everybody that. boos the Tories worldwide. But you know. no, except they sure passed through Brexit. But we're not English, so we don't know all the details. So let's just yes. digress from that discussion right now. <laughs> yes, we're we're not Hamilton County. We are Marion County. <laughs> we're Marion. What you're saying? <laughs> Marion County. Um, <laughs> yes, our, our local listeners will get that, but um, yeah, come to Union Jack and, and tell us about it. <laughs> get your your mug sized gin and tonic and sit next to Brian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me and the mug and, and gin, Dimitri, and tonic. Yeah, come see us. <laughs> All right, so let's Brian. Let's let's talk about Norwich here for a little bit. So Norwich is back sure. in the Premier League after winning the championship last season. Uh, Timo Puki might not play. I was reading up a little bit before, um, and he came out the other day and said he, he had COVID, um, and so he missed a lot of the preseason after he got off of uh, off of international duty in the Euros. So he hasn't really been practicing. He thinks he might be ready to start, so he might not he might not be ready to start the match. He might just not might not be in shape. Um, also, recently added to Norwich, the only other thing I really know about him, except for Cantwell, a lot of people talked about Cantwell last year as a good option. But the American yeah, he, Ginge, the American Ginge from St. Louis, Missouri, Josh, Joshua Sargent, <laughs> joined Norwich last week. So I don't think yes, he's ready. From, I don't think he's starting. Brian, no, am I wrong? No, he won't. No, he won't start. He, he, you know, came from uh, Verder Bremen, and, and forgive me if I'm not saying that right. Um, but it, I, I read something the other day that I think 40%, 42% or so of Norwich's incoming transfers have been from Verder Bremen, <laughs> which is that, that absolutely blew me away. Um, and, and if I'm getting that wrong, somebody should call me out on it. But I, it's some unbelievable number that starts with a four. That you know, Norwich just keeps getting players after player after player from Bitter Bremen. So, I, it's certainly not their very best players because you know, imagine being at the you know Bitter Bremen Academy or playing in the reserves, saying, "Oh my God, someday I get to go to Norwich if I have a good you know <laughs> couple of months." I mean, that's 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 not happening. But they keep getting players from Bitter Bremen apparently. So, you know, Sargent is he's an American international. He's played probably as many games at striker as a young American has played in a long, long, long time. Red Maybe hair. since Josh Wolf. Red of hair, fair and, you know, skin. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Wolf had the you know the Olympic team and those kind of things you got to do in the a couple of the early Dos Acero games he played in. So 
You know, Sarge is a great player. I'm a St. Louis guy, as most of you probably know, but he's young. He's not going to start, and uh, I don't think he will anyway. Could he have a good year for them? Sure. Is he going to have a year like, you know, Jota could have for us? No. But, you know, could he be an Origi type and get, you know, seven, eight goals and have a couple of them be kind of big goals and win a game here and there? Yes, he's good enough for that. Uh, I watched him play some games in Germany a little bit. I obviously watched him play for the USA. So, you know, he's young. He's not big. He's not overly physical. He's not, you know, incredibly skillful. He's just a good, solid player who, who can certainly handle this league. And, you know, it's good to see him. I mean, there's been other St. Louis in the Premier League, you know, Tim Ream and, you know, a couple of other guys. But he's the youngest, best guy, to, uh, kid out of St. Louis in a long time. So good for him to, to land in the Premier League. But uh, he won't start, no. I'm excited, actually, for him joining the Premier League because I'm a big guy of I think that's probably the best the best uh, league in the world to set you up for uh, World Cup qualifying, um, even with CONCACAF qualifying. Um Sure, and, and if he him being in the same league with uh, Christian Pulisic, I think, and them being close, I, I honestly have a feeling that Pulisic's going to reach out to him. I mean, they, they're international teammates, and I see them spending a little bit more time together. Um, I actually, let me. I, I'm going to digress because I don't know how far Norwich is from London, but <laughs> but uh, geographically, uh, but uh, but I, I I mean they'll probably be on the same chartered flight when they team up for international duty. Um, and, sure. and I think he Pulisic's going to probably take him under his wing a little bit too, as as he should with yep. being being one of the captains of the team. I can't remember if it's he or Weston McKinney. Um, Weston McKinney also well deserved. Um, but I, I like that going into World Cup qualifying, having Josh Sargent at least day in and day out practicing against Premier League team, whether they get relegated or not. Um, but actually playing some will help as well, um, probably more than he did at, at Werner Bremen. Uh, just my two cents on that, even though it is Norwich. Um, yeah, so that, I think Norwich will stay up. It really wasn't something we we're going to talk about tonight, but they'll stay up. I, I think they will. I, I was really excited for that. I was really happy to see Josh Sargent. Was, yeah, I guess that's the absolutely. Way that's a, that's a good point American about him. Podcast. His connection with uh, Pulisic and you know those the other young Americans in Europe. Then that's a good thing. It can only be a good thing. So. I mean, Zach Steffen. Good point. Zach so, Steffen I mean, uh, you're, you're, are you kids going to ask for a Norris jersey? Or, or no, they want the Pulisic shirt. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, you know, uh, so Alex has been talking a little bit lately about how, saying that he's a Chelsea fan. I think he's just doing it because he likes Pulisic, but also just kind of knows that it gets under my skin. But uh, <laughs> he's like, Dad, can I come on the podcast? And I said, no, you're not a Liverpool fan. He goes, oh, yeah, I just also <laughs> like Chelsea. And I said, well, you know. I only let diehard Liverpool fans on my podcast. <laughs> I don't like Chelsea. You're not making them sleep. You're not making them sleep in the backyard, are you? No, I didn't pull a um, <laughs> Chris Payjack dad. Wow, <laughs> Melissa wouldn't. Wow, let me wow, do that. wow. Melissa wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> I thought about well, it. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am um, more than amused by your situation because, as, as you know. Some listeners will know, uh, my son Owen was a massive, massive Fernando Torres fan. So Torres was absolutely blitzing the Premier League for Liverpool, and Owen was probably about eight or nine. Very, I mean, right on Alex's number, right? So Alex, he loves Torres. I get him the tor- a couple of Torres shirts and the yeah. whole thing. And then Torres goes to Chelsea, and he 
my boy follows towards the Chelsea and like starts watching Chelsea and playing with Chelsea on FIFA. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And you know, it just, it bothered me, but I just kind of let it go. And, and, you know, he's a kid and that was bad. As soon as Chelsea or sorry, as soon as Torres does not do well at Chelsea and then leaves, you know, my boy's like, okay, I'm done with them. Now at that point he's 11 (laughs) or whatever it was. So uh, I was quietly hoping like, you know, Tor's not doing good. Sell him, sell him, sell him. So I can get this Chelsea kid, you know, out of the freaking house. But uh, I let him stay in the house. He's still here. I, I, I joke about that. But yeah. So, all right, Brian, it, it's it's on the top of everybody's brain. What lineup are you taking? Or are you going to start? Oh, jeez. Against Norwich? Against Norwich. Well, there's really the – well, shit – I guess the questions here are, it's the spine of the team right down the middle, the center backs, the center mids, and do you play Bobby or or someone else in the middle of of the front three? So kind of doing this on the fly. So I I think matchup's going to start. I I think the Virgil and Kanate thing is a bit of a pipe dream. So, you know, Virgil played 70 minutes in, in the last preseason game. I don't know that Klopp's going to start him because if he does, I, I don't think he should play 90. And, you know, if we have the lead, you can take him off. But Klopp does, does not like to change the center back unless he absolutely has to. You know, it kind of disrupts the back forward. You know, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm kind of putting words into his mouth. So I think I would probably start, I definitely would start Mata. Who's next to him? Um, uh, I don't know. That's it, you know, Kanate hasn't played for us before, so I'm going to pick Matip and Virgil. Um, obviously, Mikas is on the left back, and some guy named Trent. I'll probably play right back. I've never heard of him before, but some guy named Trent <laughs> uh, midfield. I'd like to see um, Tiago, Fabinho, and Nabby. Nabby's had a fantastic preseason. You know, Henderson had the Euros. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Some people are saying put um, Ox there because you don't need three midfielders defending much. You can kind of go for it. But I'd still like to see – I'm, I'm going to pick Thiago, Fabinho, and Nabby. And up front, I'd love to see Bobby there because, you know, I'm a big, big, big Bobby guy. Um, it, you know, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go the regular front three, uh, Mane, Bobby, and, and Mo. I what do you got? Out. I tweeted this out. Not give me some, give ago, 11. But here's what I'm going to do. I, I – and here's my thinking. I'm going to say this before I actually start uh, talking. I think against Norwich on the opening game of the season is a prime time to not really experiment, but give some guys a shot to to show what they've been working on and where they're at. So I'll start Allison and Keeper, um, obviously. Um, and then I just got here on Twitter. Let me see if I can find it. I've retweeted too many things lately. <laughs> All right, so um, I think we're definitely starting Allison and Keeper, Simicus on in the left. I'm I think Virgil's ready. I'm doing Virgil and Matip. I don't think Joe Gomez is ready yet, and I think Joe Gomez is. A, I think Kanate yeah, more of that left back, left side center back. So I think he's more of a Virgil replacement. Um, so so he'll get Virgil will get some more breaks here and there, uh, this this off season. So or this season. So I, I think that we see Virgil and Matip in the back, and then Trent, obviously. Um, I think Fabino, even though he might not be fully ready yet, I mean, he didn't really play at the Copa America, so 
I, I think he and he's just looking at his bosses ever, and he's just going to play clean up there. I'm going Nabby and Harvey in the other two midfield spots. Um, I think Ooh, Harvey owed the I, start. I told you we're going with a little bit, not really experiment, but um, I think Henderson's not ready yet. Um, Tiago's just coming back from a little bit of an injury. I don't think he's he could go full ninety, so I I don't think he wants to play him yet. I think he's just gonna maybe he'll bring him on as a sub. Um, same thing with Henderson. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I think Milner's just pretty much there for for practices right now and collecting a paycheck and if we're in dire need. Um, Holy like said, shit! Well, Milner Milner is the backup left back for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. So that might the be backup. the reason why he doesn't start. To your point, I, I don't think he's going to not start because he's just uh, milking the system for a few. I don't, no, I did you know, hundred thousand pounds a week. That's, but that's exaggerating <laughs> what I'm saying. My intention. I know I'm fucking with it, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think and like I said, I think Harvey's ahead of Ox in the depth chart. Um, and I, I think he's going to, he's going to ease Bobby back in, um, again, didn't play a ton in the Copa America because for some reason they left no. Fred and, um, and some dude named Neymar, I think better than, <laughs> than our guys, but whatever. Could um, be. Yeah, it could be. But I, I'm doing Mo and Mane and I think, I think we're going Jota. I think Jota has done a lot in the preseason yeah. and I think, yeah. I think it's, it's time for him to prove that he can click with Mane and, and Mo. Because he, most of his goals last year came in off the bench, and he didn't really click with the other two. Um, so I, I think I see him there. I do like going to Africa of Nations, though. I, th- I do like seeing Jota come in off the left. I think when he was sub for Mane, um, that's where he's he was really good coming in off the left. Um, yep, in there. Um, and I think I think we'd be fine with Bobby there and and Harvey. Gosh, that goal he hit he hit the the crossbar or that shoot me that shot he hit the crossbar. Oh. oh my lord. That was beautiful. But Mo Salah can do that, but he doesn't get that space. So I mean <laughs> Yeah. <you> know, <laughs> yeah. Is what well it is. I think you're right about Jota starting ahead of Bobby. I, I'm clouded by the the Firmino shirts we have in the house, including Owen has one <laughs> and the Firmino flag that Jim gave me recently. Thank you, Jim. So uh, yeah I'm 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 a bit clouded by for my Firmino love there for sure, but your your Harvey ahead of Ox is interesting. I think there's some some thought that you know first game of the Premier League can be crazy. I mean, think of the Leeds game last year, and and didn't um, who was it that gave City all kinds of trouble in a recent opener? I should well, I remember that we need Bo back again, but was it Norwich a couple years ago? I don't know. They the the us, first game of the year can be problems. crazy. They gave us some problems. Our, yeah, the first yeah. match of the season. Well, all we that. need is Suarez to score four four goals against him, and we're okay because he did that every <laughs> fucking time he played Norwich. Yeah, I, I get it, but but I'm it was like a first game of the season, and and uh, yeah, was it Leeds last year that Allison hurt his knee, or was it the year before? Now, well, Leeds last year the opening game was ended up being four three. Leeds were. Fantastic. I know, but what was the one where where, um, where Becker uh, was was going out for a kick and and kicked the ball and then hurt his leg? Um. It, well, it, if it was Leeds, it had to be last year because Leeds Adrian, that was their first year back no, up in the Premier League. It was the year before. Yeah, and, and then yeah, then, yeah, that's right. And then Adrian played a whole bunch of games at the beginning of yeah. the year. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. It is what it is. So um, you know, to, to to my point is, first game of the year, I think Klopp. It's more Klopp style to play Ox instead of Harvey, just because Ox has had a good preseason. 
and and go with some experience on the road first game. But you put Harvey out there against a team that isn't absolutely going to try to pin us back and go crazy, and Harvey's going to have a little bit of space, and you got some midfielders out there that can can help control the game and give him space to do what he wants. That that's a good shout. We'll see what happens. All right, before we start wrapping up, um, Brian and I have started doing something we I, I've termed fantasy betting. <laughs> and so basically yes. basically the synopsis of it is is that um you you pick a game um that you like the the money line on and uh and you place a fictitious bet on this spreadsheet that I've created. <laughs> and then you keep track throughout the year if it hits or not and how much money you win or, lo- or lose. So uh, what we'll do each week uh, when we do this is we'll give you our picks uh, for the next week and then the current money line on that. Um, and then, and, hey, it's just for fun. Um, there's no money exchanging. We're not even doing beer bets on it because I'm not going to take the time to enforce it. So, um, I, I'll Wait, can with... I, can I, can I bet myself a beer? Sure. Brian. Please. If, if you're plus, yes, thank if, you. you're, if you're in, the, if you're in the positive, then you buy yourself a beer. <laughs> and if I lose, then, <laughs> then you myself buy yourself a, myself a beer. <laughs> <laughs> the the work. for your beer card. <laughs> I like this game. Actually, how about this, Brian? You you complete your beer card in one sitting. Oh goodness me! Don't accept that because Jennifer will kill me. No, but you know what? I'll just I'll just tell Tim he has to do it. Tim will do it. <laughs> yeah, Tim will do it. All right. So, um, starting off, I'm taking uh, I'm taking a draw in the United Leeds match. Um, the money lines at three fifty. I think that United's not quite ready yet. Um, to to make that jump, yes, they finished second last year, but a lot of their guys had late Euro runs or Copa America runs, um, and so I don't think that they've spent enough time developing, and that includes Jaden Sancho. Uh, so, and I've never been sold on Harry Maguire um, and whoever else is in their defense. I mean, Luke Shaw, I thought had a decent Euros. Um, decent euros but i mean he's no andy robertson but whatever no matter what they say so i'm t- i'm hitting that on a draw um with the money line at, th- at 350 a leads win uh last time i looked was like 500 so um to understand money line real quick it's if you bet a hundred dollars that would be your payout would be the money line so i uh, so you know a, a bid of a bit a 20 dollar bid um on a 350 line is a seventy dollar payout uh, win fifty bucks. So, just a just a kind of idea. So I'm hoping to win fifty bucks. Uh, I've got it up, Brian. Brian's taking go. Everton Southampton draw as well. The money line. Well, that's what I have. That's what I have right now. Money line is uh, two sixty. Yeah, he has up until game time to start. We're only doing one game a match week. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with that. Everton. You know, Richarlison just got back into town like this morning. You know, it, it's just, it's, and of course, who likes Everton? So, and you know, the lost. Rafa Benitez, whatever. I'm gonna take a shot at them this time. And Southampton are not going to be good, and it's at uh, Goodison Park. But I'm still gonna pick a draw there. Money line is is two sixty on them. I'm gonna bet uh, two fifths a tank array on that, <laughs> or twenty American dollars. And Brian's payout it's about the same thing. Hits would be thirty two American dollars. Uh, excuse me, would be his winnings. Uh, yeah. That, so yeah, you're about right. That is a bottle of a Tangeray, <laughs> Costco Tangeray. That's about right. Yeah, thirty bucks for a bottle of the oh, Costco yes. Tangeray. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah the the big bottle. Yes. Yeah. Or the actually the big bottle at uh, Total Wine is cheaper than the big bottle at it. Uh, well, sorry, I have no idea what the gym prices are in my town. What are you accusing me of? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to Costco. Brian, do you need anything? Yeah, I'm out of gin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you, I had the I had the smoker going, and you brought it to my house. I remember that tape. It was a Saturday afternoon. It was 75 degrees. It was wonderful. I think it was a Friday. I think you were off. Yes. You were wearing a red shirt. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember that much detail. (laughs) Neither neither do I. Neither do I. Just go with it. So, yeah, if you want to play along, um, you know, let us know. Maybe we can add you to this. But we're not going to get it all crazy. And it's all off the honor system. Uh, Jim's in. Um, I've said Bobak is in. I don't think he is. Um, but yeah, so if you're listening and you're interested in playing along, think you know enough, it's, it's uh, heck, I might even let Alex do it. Uh, he, let him pick a team, there you go. Pick a match and do it. Um, my only fear is that he's going to do really well and then think that it's, it's guaranteed money. <laughs> and then he'll want to gamble. <laughs> well, you know, we could do this. If anybody sends us a, um, a, a game and, and who they think is going to win, we just put it on there as a, you know, a kind of a guest spreadsheet we'll just see how the gang does i'll get owen to go in there pick a game every once in a while all right and uh, we'll just keep another tab running with the uh you know the guest or the you know whoever sends us a pick we'll put it in there sounds good to me all right brian let's wrap it up uh plugs non-plugs starting with you oh geez um you know i'm obviously i'm gonna have to plug you know uj and the great staff there so um, any of the uh, you know local Liverpool supporters, you know, just looking forward to see everybody again. If you're able to make it Union Jack, great. If not, please enjoy the game in, in whatever way that you can. Uh, if you're not able to watch it on TV, listen to the LFC TV, or I'm sorry, LFC official audio. That's always free. They do a great job, Steve Hunter, and and, and you know sometimes it's Aldridge. You know, Aldridge lots of other favorite. guys that jump in there. Aldridge is my favorite. No, he, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, there are some others I've liked as well. Aldridge is is Brian um, I'll tell definitely you. a passionate Liverpool supporter, isn't yeah. he? So, so one of my favorite things from uh, when I, gosh, fifteen years ago when I was doing sales route, I, I'd listen to the Dan Patrick show every day when he was in the afternoons on ESPN Radio, and he would have sure during the summer he'd have the Homer call of the day, and it yep. was. Uh, in Major League Baseball, every team has their own radio channel, and 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 rest in peace, uh, Ron Santa was still alive and doing color commentary for Cubs on WGN, and he was the biggest homer ever. He was on there every week, <laughs> and I love Ron Santo. I love homers. I mean, it was like <laughs> just to hear him start screaming over the microphone or something bet goes wrong. He's like, oh, God, dang it. <laughs> something like that. Just yelling. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it. But Aldridge is, is that homer for me. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's, is that your non-plug, Ron Santo? No, I love Rance? Ronnie Santo. Ah oh, man! I have to come up with a non-plug real quick. Um, well, I'll, let's or we can just keep it. You no, know, I, I kind of have a I kind of a double non-plug. It's I, I really they're amusing, but in, in some way I don't like them. Kind of um, kind of third kit. What do they call them? People just make them up at random and put them out there. Not official leaks, but just um, I'm getting the term wrong. Not, not like fantasy kits, but just. Uh, 
you know, proposed third kits. Uh, my term is wrong there. Sorry. Those are annoying. And people just put them out there as a possible third kit, you know, whatever. But Liverpool have not announced the third kit yet, to my knowledge. No. For this year. So non-plug for the people that are making shit up and throwing stuff out there as third kit designs. And non-plug the Liverpool for not having the third kit out there yet. So double <laughs> non-plug. Maybe for the first time ever. Uh, <laughs> you know, Brian, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got quite a few plugs. Um, Go so ahead, man. Go ahead. It's your show. Maybe one or two. Uh, the main one is I, I'm also going to plug Eating Jack Pub. I'm really excited for the move across the street uh, coming up later this yes. fall. It's official now. We kind of had some insider knowledge about it. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to see how they use the space. Brian got a private tour um, from the owners. Oh, it's fantastic space. <laughs> Reach um, out to me on social media or find me at UJ's or. I don't know. I'll tell you about it. It's yeah, awesome. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. More outdoor seating. Um, we're, we're still working on a ledge for for other Michael, um, and, uh, we'll, and we'll build we'll build one. We'll build one just for other Michael, and he'll have. But the thing yeah. is, is he's got to be there every match to wear the butt print in, though. <laughs> well, it's going to be out in the parking lot. He doesn't know this yet, but it's going to be in the parking lot. <laughs> That's going to be great in January. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great plug to, to you na, to Jack. Na, 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 na. Who is that out frozen? He's cold in the lot. He's cold as fuck. It's other Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday morning and Michael's frozen again. It's other Michael. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long summer and we've had some good times at, at Indy Eleven games with our friends. Um, including other Michael and uh, yes. <laughs> and Scott Brady and uh, and everybody that came up for Brian's birthday. I know I'm going to miss some people, and of course our buddy Zach, oh, yeah. uh, who, who created that fabulous intro you'll have heard uh, before we we start. Um, so hey, I'm going to stop you and like tell you to do a plug on the fly. Scott Brady, Jillian Brady, Adam Brady, plug yes, go. Yes, yes, Scott Brady, um, Scott Brady, Jillian Brady. Um, Adam Brady and I'm sorry I just had just welcomed uh, an addition to their family. Scott is Isla, little Isla. Isla. Scott is looking at bringing her on Saturday, at least just for like five minutes or so, just to beat Rustin. <laughs> yes, that would be the youngest Liverpool supporter in the history of Uni Jack Pub and Broad Ripple. <laughs> Because yep. what is what is she five six days old? <laughs> yeah, something there, like that. I tell you what, there's no way. There's no way he shows up with this six-year-old baby. I think I think he said maybe they're getting food and going home. That's what he had said. In one well, if, if she makes it into the building, then that counts. All right, there we go. Um, you know, another but Jillian's going to absolutely kick him in the balls, but it would count. <laughs> um, I'll, I'm, I I am going to do a non-plug, and it's going to be for people that um, that have allowed this uh, to COVID to come back in the United States. Um, by not participating Ooh. in vaccines um, or masking uh, their children, um, I or or washing their hands, or washing their hands, all that stuff. I'm very frustrated. <laughs> I am vaccinated, um, but um, I am now kind yep, of leery on if I'm going to be going um, and sitting in my normal seats in, at at um, our local Indy Eleven match on Saturday. I am planning on taking my uh, my seven year old and um, and. No, and no fault to the to uh, Indy Eleven or the Brickyard Battalion, but they don't social distance very well, 
and um, and I am not comfortable taking my seven year old unvaccinated child into the the Brickyard Battalion. So, um, yeah, that's the non plug. It's not anybody in the Brickyard Battalion or anything like that. Um, even though we might have plugged the Brickyard Battalion or non plugged the Brickyard Battalion for numerous times this summer if we had podcasted. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. We we did that many times. But we weren't recording. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just just disappointed that this is going on, and I can't risk my my uh, my children getting COVID, especially since it, this this strand is really attacking the young, um, and everything that we're seeing is just very frightening. So, um, you know, yeah. maybe they'll maybe there'll be a photograph taken of the Picard Battalion. And they'll draw circles around the unvaccinated, and they'll circle Ben. Okay. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry again that it's taken us so long to get back to this. Um, right about the time we podcasted last, um, my work went crazy, and I just didn't have energy or time to really put together a lot of stuff, and then just life got in the way. So um, really glad to be hey, back. Hey, so did mine. So did mine, Joe. Don't worry. Mine did too. Don't worry about it. So we're really glad to get back. Um, hopefully we'll get back to this weekly uh, thing. Maybe it'll be Thursday. Maybe it'll be Wednesday. Something like that. We'll just see uh, where we are. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, um, just look in the pod notes if I do it right. It's been so long. I, I got to remember how to do everything again. So <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. And we love you. You'll never walk alone.